You're listening to Guitars and Granola Bars, Episode 2. Thank you so much for joining me here on Guitars and Granola Bars, Music Therapists Talk Motherhood. I'm your host, Rachel Rambach, and this podcast is for music therapists and anyone else balancing a passion-fueled career with being a mom. In this episode, I'm chatting with Tamara Lesnar-Rovette. Tamara is a Toronto-based music therapist and piano teacher. She holds an associateship in piano performance from the Royal Conservatory of Toronto and is a registered music teacher in accordance with the standards of the Ontario Registered Music Teachers Association. Tamara also holds an Honours Bachelor of Music Therapy degree with internship from the University of Windsor and is an accredited music therapist in accordance with the standards of the Canadian Association for Music Therapy. She is specialized in teaching piano and providing adapted lessons to children, adolescents, adults, and to individuals with special needs for over 15 years. In her music therapy practice, she specializes in working with children and adolescents with neurological and developmental delays. Welcome to the podcast, Tamara. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, well, thank you. Before we get into the the meat of our chat, can you give us just a little background about your career as a music therapist? Okay, so I'm a classically trained pianist. I received my associateship with the Royal Conservatory of Toronto in 2002, and I was actually piano performance bound until I realized that I could not spend the rest of my life in a practice room. And I have a brother on the autism spectrum, and my mom just one day said, how about music therapy? And it was like a light bulb went off. And I went from there. Um, I went to the University of Windsor for four years, did my internship back in Toronto. And I've been working as a music therapist since 2007. I have my music therapist accreditation, which is equivalent to your MTBC. And I've got my Bachelor of Music Therapy, as well as I'm a registered music teacher, too. And in what capacity do you work as a music therapist now or as a as an instructor? Um, I'd say, I mean, I'm in peds. I do a lot of kids. That's the bulk of my work. I do have some clients with Alzheimer's, dementia. But like I said before, the bulk of my work is really working with kids with developmental disabilities and neurological disorders. Mm-hmm. My claim to fame, though, in the city is providing adaptive music lessons for kids with special needs because it's very few and far between, and there aren't a lot of teachers who are trained to do it. Mm-hmm. I do provide music therapy, but I, like I said, I do a lot of music lessons as well. And I think that is such special work. I teach adapted lessons as well, and it's amazing when I talk to other private lesson instructors. Mm-hmm. They want to know. They're so fascinated because, mm-hmm. you know, most of them have no idea how to work with these particular students. And Um, so I love kind of sharing my knowledge and background in that area with them. And, and it's, it's cool to see that, that they do have the interest and that, you know, they're willing to learn because I think there's so much need for it. Oh, without question. It is such a joy to see some of these kids just who may be given the short end of the stick initially because people think they're not capable, but when you can prove them wrong, it's just it's unbelievable. I could go on and on with stories of kids I've worked with from the time they were, you know, three till now, but 
It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, it is. And and what I really like is that it gives them a sense, and not only the the students themselves, but also the families. It gives them mm-hmm. a, more of a sense of normalcy that they're involved in an activity that all of their peers are doing, and that typical kids are doing as well. So I think yeah. that's a, a really um, important part of it for them. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So you've been working as a music therapist and an instructor since 2007. So when and how did you decide that the time was right to start a family? I think it was just instinctual, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd been married with to my husband, I guess, three, four years. We already had had a dog. And so, yeah, it just kind of just kind of happened. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of, you know, we knew the time was right and it just, we got lucky the first try. So. Wow. T- <laughs> Tamara, I have to say this is a little scary because first of all, um, I'll tell the listeners that our sons are very close in age. Your son just turned two recently, right? Yeah. Yes. And my son is 19 months old. Um, but the same, same deal with me. I became a music therapist in 2007 (laughs) and after about four years of marriage, my husband and I decided, you know, it was time to start a family, got lucky on our first try and there you go. There you go. Yeah. So that's, that's funny. The similarities there. Crazy. Wow. So once you became pregnant, did you continue working in the same capacity that you were working in before? Oh. Oh yeah. Now my son was born in January. So I worked right up till 37 weeks and luckily it was winter break. Mm-hmm. So I had a couple weeks just before he was born to, you know, nest and relax. And I actually was on bed rest for a period of that, which was a lot of fun. Oh, I can Especially imagine. When used to, well, yeah, because when you're used to being go, 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 and then they tell you you've got to be resting. Right. Yeah. Got to find a way to stay sane doing that. Well, that's it. Thankfully, it wasn't for long, but I worked right up to 37 weeks. Wow. And when you were working um, full steam ahead, what were some of the biggest challenges for you being pregnant? Uh, At the beginning, the morning sickness was really bad because it was all day sickness and it lasted till week 20. Oh, my goodness. And it was so hard because at the first little while, you can't really tell anyone. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and so you're, no, it was just awful. So you're trying to sit there and you're listening and you're just trying to do everything and anything possible to not think about how nauseous you feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was the hardest part. I think I had a relatively easy pregnancy, I guess just near the end, it was definitely harder to move around. I did have sciatica. Okay. So, you know, getting up off the floor, sitting down, moving around, but thankfully, um, by the time I was... I'd say seven and a half to eight months pregnant, I was already training my associate to come in to take over while I went on mat leave. Oh, okay. So it wasn't as hard, but still moving around and trying to get everything done where you're really slowing down. Right. Yeah. It it looks a little bit different um, working as a pregnant music therapist as opposed to um, a non-pregnant one. I know that I can say that for sure right now yeah. because I'm... Yeah. Uh, just about six months right now and (laughs) getting a little bit slower and a little (laughs) bit bigger day by day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm really interested to hear what maternity leave was like for you. Um, I know with you living in Canada, um, maternity leave probably is a bit different than than the regulations are here in the U.S. So can you kind of describe that to us? 
Sure. I mean, in Canada, we can get employment insurance. So if you pay in, you can get money back when you're on mat leave, a certain percentage. Um, and then they'll give you a year off. Oh, I, however, being nice. self-employed, was advised by my accountant to not pay into EI. Uh-huh. So I didn't get a year. I wouldn't have taken a year even, you know, just because I don't think I would have been able to stay sane that long. Right. So, um, so what I ended up doing, like I mentioned before, is hiring an associate who watched me in sessions with all my kids and then um, for two weeks and then two weeks he was leading the sessions and I was watching and just observing. So okay. because I ended right before winter break, he was able to come in right into January and take over. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, it was really nice. It worked out so well and better than what EI could have provided me. So mm-hmm. I'm very happy with my decision. As a matter of fact, my associate is still working for me now. He's got his own clients and everything. So it worked out incredibly well. That's fantastic. So you yeah. were still able to bring in some income even though you were on leave and not physically working. Yes, which was very, very nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a definitely a struggle for um, private practitioners. I know myself yeah. included. Um, mm-hmm. It's not easy in the prospect of taking off, you know, even a couple months or um, like I took off the whole summer when my son right. was born. And yeah, it's difficult. You have to find ways to supplement that income but you know it's that's your living right there so that's it so this was the best option for me and it worked really really well good good so how long after having your son did you return to work um i returned full time after 3 months i went back in march just for one client it was an extenuating circumstance but it was actually really nice that i could just still be on leave and then just go see one client and then just get back into the swing of things that way. Right. And initially I wasn't sure if I needed the full three months, but Mason ended up being an emergency C-section. So I can tell you that I'm so glad I took off that time because it took at least two months to recover just from the surgery. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I can imagine. (laughs) Yeah. So did you feel like, um, when you were off for maternity leave, did you worry at all about being out of practice or getting rusty or were you nervous at all to start seeing clients again? No, you know, but I worried about, you know, how my kids are doing because some of them I've had for, you know, over eight years. Sure, so, you know, sure. is everything going to be okay when I come back? Um, will the kids transition well? You know, would the kids transition to my associate when I left? That was my bigger concern, but it all worked out, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. So I was able to take the time I needed, and then come April, I went back in full swing, full schedule. Okay. I'm always curious um, when music therapists have a colleague take over their clients, whether it's for maternity leave or for another reason, were there any families of clients that were not willing to have your associate work with their children or, um, you know, just preferred to wait for you to return? I don't think I had any families who were resistant to it. Honestly, they knew I was coming back. They knew it was temporary. And I did have some clients who responded better than others. But again, they knew it was just a temporary thing. And then I would be back, 
you know, okay. in three months. So good, good. All my families were willing to do it just to keep the consistency. I think a lot of families were concerned that if they took three months off, it would affect progress. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely a valid concern. Yeah. So once you did return to work, did you feel like you needed to make changes in your career and your practice at all in order to balance um, practicing music therapy with being a mom? Not too much. I think the big things were, you know, having breaks to feed the baby, making sure that my time working was my time working and making sure I took every opportune moment to get paperwork done when Mason wasn't with me. I think that's the big one. Yeah. Just staying super organized, making sure my household is organized, just being super vigilant and making sure that everyone's needs are met and then being able to run my career as well as being able to spend time with my son. And before I found out, just before I found out I was pregnant, I reduced my workload from six days to five days, which has made such a huge difference. I don't regret it for a single second. Oh, wow. So you were working six days. Now were those like six full days or were there certain hours of each day that you were working? I mean, certain hours. Some days were more hours than others, but it was a very large client load. And so I was working Monday through Saturdays. And then just before I found it, I was pregnant. I decided to reduce to just working Mondays through Thursdays, taking Fridays off, working all day Saturday, and then taking Sundays off. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So what did your schedule look like once Mason was born and you returned to work? Were you home with him at all during the, the hours that you weren't seeing clients or how did that work? Um, at the beginning, yes. And we're... I'm very, very fortunate that I have almost my entire immediate and extended family within a 10 minute radius. So there was, Mason was never with a lack of people to see or people who wanted to visit him, which was fantastic mm -hmm. and a huge help. At the beginning, it was a little harder because when I went to clients' homes, I brought him with me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh. And thankfully, thankfully, all my families were very, very willing to have him there and were always willing to hold him and play with him. That had to stop when he was about five, six months old and he started moving around and crawling, sure. <laughs> which there was no way I could do it anymore. And at that point, we hired a nanny, uh -huh. which has been just amazing. I've been lucky enough that I don't start till later in the day. So I can spend time with Mason in the morning and we can have breakfast together and play a little bit until I have to leave, which is really nice. Yes. It's harder now though, because when I'm finished work, he's usually sleeping. So I don't really get to see him until the next day. Right, right. Uh, you know, you balance it all out. And by the time the evening comes and I'm working, my husband's home. So he's getting time with him and my parents are over almost every day. My grandparents are over almost every day, aunts, uncles, cousins. In and out my door. My house is a revolving door of visitors for Mason. Oh, that's so that's so wonderful. And and I have a very similar situation. All of my um all of Parker's grandparents actually live in the neighborhood. So Amazing. We we're all, you know, always together and he always sees his his family and mm -hmm. like you, I'm able to spend mornings with Parker and then, you know, the evenings, yes, I'm working until you know, after dinner time and by the time I get home, it's time for bedtime. Right. But he gets, you know, those special hours with his dad that um, he might not otherwise get if I was home too. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what have you found to be your biggest challenges when it comes to being a working mom? 
just balancing everything, just balancing childcare, my own work, you know, being a wife, being a daughter, being a mother, being a therapist. Yeah. It's just balancing everything I find is the biggest challenge. And I don't think there's ever going to be a time where there's a perfect balance. All I can do is just try my best and learn from my mistakes and move on. Exactly. And you're yeah. always, you're always learning. And um, Janice and I talked about this on the last episode, but just when you think you have something figured out as far as balance goes, one thing changes and everything goes out the window and you have yep. to start from scratch. Yep. It's definitely, <laughs> a, it's a learning process. And, and, you know, the bottom line is that you just have to learn to be flexible and fly by the seat of your pants. Yeah. And I mean, I've always been a very organized person, so that has been working to my advantage. Yeah, that makes a huge difference. And I really like what you said earlier about, you know, when things are organized in your home and when your surroundings are organized, that makes you feel like like you have a better handle on things. And I can completely relate to that because I know when my house is in chaos, I feel like my life is in chaos. Yeah. So, you know, the more organized things around me are, the better I feel about just life in general. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. What do you feel like are the most fulfilling aspects of working and being a mom? <sighs> it's a hard one. I love my job. I am so, so passionate about the work I do and the families I work with and the kids that I'm able to see such huge progress with. But I also love watching my son grow and develop. And like I said, he just turned two and he's just, he's a ball of fire. I can't keep up with him. And, yeah. you know, being a music therapist, watching his language develop and watching his play skills develop and watching his motor skills develop is really nice to see. He loves music. I, I work from home and he wants to come into the studio all the time to play. And I feel so bad, but most of the time I have to tell him you can't come down here because after he's done, it looks like a tornado's hit. Right. And oh. if I have to see clients the same day, it just, it's not great. Sure. So do you see clients in their homes as well as in your own? Yes, I oh, do both. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So some days I'm mostly on the road. Other days I'm in the studio. Some days I'm both. Today I'm just seeing clients from home. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We always talk about self-care as music therapists and how important it is to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves so that we can take care of our clients. So mm -hmm. what are some ways that you um, implement self-care practices in your own life outside of being a music therapist and being a mom? Mm. I sleep wherever and whenever I can. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's very good. Uh, um, watch a lot of Netflix. Uh-huh. You have any favorites? Uh, I have so many favorites. I'm into the 80s sitcoms right now. Oh, okay. I watch a lot of those, but then there's some of the modern ones I call the Midwife Orange is the New Black that I'll watch. But I'm, I've just finished Family Ties. I think right now I'm just catching up on Grey's Anatomy, to be honest with you. I haven't had a lot of time to watch. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I do things for myself. I go get my nails done. I go get my hair done. Um, I try to exercise as much as I can. I try to eat right. I try to keep myself as healthy as I can. And I say this as I'm fighting a cold right now, but 
it's really important to advocate for what you need, um, especially in terms of self-care. And I'm constantly telling my husband, I need to go do this, you know, please watch him for 20 minutes so I can just take care of myself. Thankfully, I have a wonderful, amazing, supportive husband who will let me take care of myself. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, being self-employed and in private practice, our husbands are already aware that we yeah. need that that extra time to ourselves outside of all the time that we spend working because it seems like we're always working. And when you yeah. add a child to that, to that equation, then, mm -hmm. you know, the need becomes even greater to take care Absolutely. of yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Even more so. And you, it's so funny because before we had kids, it's like, oh, you know, I have all the time in the world, you know, but I still feel like I have no time for anything. Yes. It comes in, it's like, what was I saying? Oh my gosh. I know. I think I've had that exact conversation with literally every <laughs> music therapist who's also a mom. It's like, uh, we were so naive. How were we so oblivious to the fact that, you know, we had all the time in the world on our hands? Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, it's crazy. It is. It is. And then, you know, we'd complain all the time. Oh, we're exhausted. We're exhausted. It's like, I didn't even know exhaustion no, until exactly. two years ago. Right. You were clueless. Absolutely oh, clueless. But nothing prepares you, you know? You just no. kind of – you learn as you go along. You do, and you just have to live through it and, and find out what works for you. Mm-hmm. Well, that being said, do you have any advice or tips for – fellow music therapists who are maybe pregnant or thinking about it or about to become moms or new moms? I mean, I can start off by saying that I do not regret for a second having Mason. He is such a joy in my life and he is so much fun. Um, even though the balance is really, really tough at times, I'd say just plan and organize and reach out to other music therapists who have been in the same position because self-employed music therapists may have to do something different than a music therapist who works in a clinic and may get maternity leave. Right. Yeah. That's a good tip. Yeah. Reach out and, you know, it all works out. You're never prepared to become a mom, but nope. it all works out. <laughs> it all works out and you do what you have to do to make everything work. Yes. That's excellent advice. I, I absolutely agree with that. Do you have any music therapy related projects or news that you want to share? Um, well, I've just partnered up with autismwisdom.com, which was developed by a parent of one of my clients, and it provides free ABA resources and programmings to families who may not be able to afford um, to pay for such resources and such therapy. Wow, that's that's wonderful. And is there, yeah. a, is there a link that people can visit to learn more about that? Yeah, um, autismwisdom.com. Great. And we will include that in the show Excellent. notes on the website. Absolutely. Excellent. And then last question I have for you. Sure. I would love to hear um, if there are any products or books or resources related to music therapy or motherhood that you found to be particularly helpful. <sighs> well... <laughs> The iPad kind of covers both of those. Yes, exactly. Um, it actually, and I was thinking about this before, you know, we spoke and it's true. Um, I have some great apps. One app that I love to use is Piano Maestro, which is one that just came out this year. 
And essentially, it's like Dance Dance Revolution. I just saw this yesterday. Yeah. So it's like Dance Dance Revolution, but for piano. And clients can set up their own accounts and then connect to me so I can follow and track the progress. Yes. They can play every single song you can think of. But what I really like about it is that it works on tracking. Mm -hmm. And it's especially good for kids who try to go back and fix mistakes because it does not stop. You have to keep going. Um, it's also very adaptable. You can add let note names if, if need be. You can slow down, speed up the song. And all my clients absolutely love it. So that's a great app for anyone to include in their practice who does adapted lessons. Yes, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then the iPad is obviously my sanity too, because if I need to get something done and Mason's hanging off me, <laughs> I fully admit that I will let him play educational games or watch his shows. He knows how to navigate Netflix. Wow, impressive. Yeah, he's he's something. <laughs> um They learn quick. It's a little scary. It, it is. I'm constantly constantly he's asking for my phone. Oh, I'm sure. Anytime someone comes over, phone phone. (laughs) So I also love using Lisa Barnett's My House book. And I was actually one of the first music therapists, sorry, not one of the, the The. first music, the first music therapist to try it out with my clients here in Toronto, Canada, which was very exciting and went over really well. And I'll, I'll likely use it with many other clients in years to come. Yes. And I am going to absolutely include a link to this as well. Um, I was lucky enough to have the opportunity to use it with my clients and just loved it. And I loved how excited my clients were to um, to help not only choose the, the different things that we included in the book, but to read it and sing it every week was so much fun with them. Yes. And even when they didn't bring their book, <laughs> I had clients coming in. What song would you like to sing today? My house. My house, house, exactly. My house. Yes, yes. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to send Tamara a message, you can find her on Twitter at TPSMTS. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Let me know. Get in touch and find the show notes for this episode at listenlearnmusic.com slash podcast.